Hi, you're listening to Spooks, Creeps, and Assorted Devery. I hope you enjoyed the show. Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Spooky Skeptics. I'm Trina with my co-host Tanya. Say hi, Tanya. Hi. <laughs> Tonight, folks, we are doing a an episode that I have wanted to do for a very, very long time. If you go into our previous episodes, there's a Creeps with Peeps with one Mr. Corey Allen Lewis, and I actually have him here tonight. Say hi, Corey. Aloha. And then, of course, friend of the show and super duper uber researcher, Cole Harold. Say hi, Cole. Hello, everybody. <laughs> so, hi. anywho, a, a bit back, I interviewed Corey about an encounter he had at a house of his. And I'm going to tell you folks something. It stuck with me. It stuck with me to the point that I dreamt about it. And I don't get freaked out by many, many things. And it stuck with me to the point that I went to my super duper uber researcher friend Cole and said, hey, buddy, go listen to this story. Tell me what you think. And this episode was born. I've been waiting to do this forever. So how are you guys doing tonight? Good. Doing great. Yeah, good. Sunny and warm and, you know, outstanding day. I can't wait to revisit this. This trauma almost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry to bring back your PTSD, Corey. <laughs> and, you know, I actually mentioned that when I was describing the previous episode where I'm like, that was one of the things that got to me was your visible PTSD. Oh, yeah, you could tell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could tell it wouldn't lie. <laughs> right, I mean, no. Yeah. Sure. I think it's, you would anyway, but you could tell <laughs> that you were upset. Well, it's one of those things that I've just, you know, I've, really kept close to the the chest and not really shared because yeah, I mean every time I, I kind of put myself back there and I think through it it creeps me out badly oh, and yeah. like you know I made the joke earlier with uh Cole's different avenues of approaching and looking at this case and I'm like god I'm just gonna be sitting and running it through my head over and over again and <laughs> probably not get much sleep tonight but <laughs> I'm it sure is, we owe you know, we owe you a therapy. <laughs> we owe you one therapy session, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> um, talking about it does help. Uh, well, good. You know, the affirmations <laughs> that uh, that I'm not crazy help, but uh, it's some weird, weird stuff. It it stuck with me. So yeah, I mean, even now I'm starting to get a little like a little bit of the shakes where I'm like, oh God, here we go. <laughs> right, but I, again, my thanks for doing this and let's get started. So why don't you kind of give us a little bit of background to where you were and, and what, and what happened? Yeah. So um, I, I guess since we have the long form recorded, I'll give a little bit of a cliff notes one, but I'll still go into detail. Um, you know, and, and of course, you know, ask me to elaborate further at any point. Um, so essentially, you know, I owned two acres of land right outside of Big Basin uh, State Park. Um, my house is kind of on the last ridge before you get into the park itself. Very rural, very secluded. Um, I have a driveway that goes off of the, the main road that runs about two miles directly to my house. Um, and so that was typically a common walking route. 
So the night itself, it was October. It was five years ago now. Um, I was returning home far later than usual, had a grumpy dog that needed to use the restroom. Everything proceeded as normal. Went and got him. We started to do our walk. There was nothing overtly obvious or of concern. It's completely normal. Until like his behavior started to shift. And it started to shift not long into the walk. We got maybe 200 yards away from the house. And he, instead of, you know, running ahead and sniffing and kind of handling his business and then coming back and checking in and really being solitary, he was right next to my side. Immediately kind of strange, but I don't know. I worked all day. I didn't really think much of it. Um, and then, you know, as we're heading up this slope, the way the slope is situated itself, it's the, the road and the driveway is kind of cut into a hillside. So on my right side, it's kind of a steep slope that goes up about 50 yards before it levels out. And then it's just a straight drop off on my left side. <sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Breathe in. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah. So I, um, it, it, he seemed a little off again, not thinking much of it. And then it seemed like his attention was kind of off to my right, kept looking over there, kept stopping. He even turned around at one point, looked behind me and then caught back up with me, just all weird behavior. So at some point we're, we're walking along, carrying a good stride. And I decided I'm going to stop and listen. And as soon as I stopped, I heard like those two extra steps in, in leaves. And that was like right at my five o'clock up high, kind of, you know, right at the crest of that slope. Um, didn't see anything, waited, listened, didn't hear anything further. Imagination playing tricks, like let's keep walking. We proceed further and I've got like my ears really tuned into that side specifically. And I, I swear I can hear continued walking on that side. So after about probably 20 yards, I stop again and it did the one single mess up that once. Okay. So my first thought immediately, mountain lion. It's got the high ground. It's clearly stalking me. And the second time we stopped, it was no longer at my five o'clock. It was now at my three o'clock, like right on. <laughs> and, uh, you know, kind of letting the darkness and a little bit of me just kind of, you know, dark woods can be scary if you get in your brain a little too much. In the yeah, for sure. And so I was like, all right, buddy, we're going to turn around. We're going to head back. <laughs> I'm, we're done. Like, you're not having it. I'm not either anymore. So we started to walk back to the house. And so now the slope is on my left. As we continue walking, I can hear that same being, feeling like I was being paced. And then it died off, went away. So as I got closer to the house, you know, started to feel ease and like the anxiety kind of leveled off a little bit. You're being crazy. You know, let's just go inside. And as I move past my outbuilding, all of a sudden, I just see a light. Um, so the driveway continues to the house. And this is like off to the right side of the house where there's a pretty steep drop off. Um, and <laughs> this is when the weirdness starts because it was that thing where, uh, <laughs> hello kitty, is that thing where, <laughs> you know, you don't realize what you're doing until your brain like kind of snaps back into reality, so to speak, for lack of a better phrase to use. I like saw this light and without even thinking, I started to run and I had a headlamp that I just turned on high and was sprinting at this thing. And it, it's like my brain took several seconds to like 
catch up to what I was doing and made me stop and go, hold on. Yeah. Why am I what doing am I this? Running at? <laughs> right. See, this makes my heart beat just as fast the second time I'm hearing it as it did the first time. And I know, you know, the story and I'm, I, oh my yeah, goodness. It, it was like That's the part that gets me every time. Where my brain caught up and was like, whoa, 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 stop, stop. I stopped right. and evaluated the scene and I'm like, that light is 30 feet off the ground at least where it's at. It's off my deck. Like that's, that's a steep drop. That's just hanging there. Is it a drone? I don't know. So I started kind of walking over to it trying to ascertain what it could be. And then I just started to get really weirded out. I felt very uncomfortable. And then I felt like um, almost like a compulsion to chase the light. Like it was very, very much like a um, strong, yeah, strong desire to, to just follow it. Um, and at that point I kind of freaked out, you know, I was like, what is this? I don't know what this is. And I, you know, I booked it inside the house, like a scared little kid sat with my back against the door, locked it and held my dog for about 10 minutes. <laughs> but like after sitting there for a bit, I kind of started to rationalize with myself. And I'm like, it's got to be something from the house. I'd like, let's, I, I have to know what this is. At a certain point, I couldn't, I couldn't take not knowing. So I went down to my breaker box and I turned off the main breaker for the house. So no light, nothing. Um, Oh, so at that point I decided to go back out, which may or may not have been a good choice. Um, I'm thinking not. Again, <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah, let me turn off all my power and go well, back outside. Go back outside, but the thing yeah. is following. Jesus Christ, Corey, you're gonna die first in every horror movie ever. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be like, well, hold on, guys. There's probably a rational explanation. Nope. Dead. <laughs> But I mean, that's the type of person I am. I'm very analytical and I'm like, no, there has to be a cause for what I'm seeing. And, uh, you know, darkness, power suggestion. I, mm -hmm. I'm not rationalizing this correctly. I need to really go make sure right. and see. Like, and then uh, there was also that component of like, well, this is my property. You know, <laughs> right. I need to figure out what's here, you know, that yeah, kind of competing things where it's like, I have to know. And also, if this is somebody messing with me and flying a drone magically through these trees, I got to figure that out. Right. If it um, is somebody on your property, you do need to know that. Exactly. Like I understand that side of it, but I myself being the flight rather than fight kind of person that I am would have had like, you know, every piece of furniture up against the front door at that point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I, pitch black no light sources emitted from the house at all open the door and start to walk out and that's when I finally noticed that it was like utterly silent um and this is again October but we down here in Santa Cruz we have um kind of that fake out of fall where it, it will dip a little bit in temperature but we usually have 70s and 80s until like Thanksgiving then it cools off um, yeah. So a lot of insects, act insect activity rather should have been present. And that was the first time where I went, hold on, there's no grasshoppers. There's no, like nothing. There's dead right. silence. Um, almost like, you know, like earplugs, like that just deafening where you, you almost get that like ringing in your ears because it's yeah. so silent. Um, yeah. And then I tried to get my dog to come back out with me and full on, no, whimpering. Okay planted to see the threshold and it was almost like he was saying first time I had you this time you're on your own 
Right. <laughs> it's like you dumbass. We are safe. <laughs> yeah. So again, the way the house is situated, it's kind of in a hillside. Um, I had built out and dug out like some steps on either side of the house, and then I could go around the bottom. Um, and so my plan was I you know, would go out and I do a perimeter check um, and just kind of see what I can see. And at first dead silent, weird, but focused. I want to figure this out. I got around the front of the house, started to go down the side. And then once I got to the kind of the bottom where the foundation rests, I was on the backside of the house. And as soon as I rounded that corner, that light is just sitting there and it's like <laughs> gently bobbing kind of, it's almost like a, it was almost, I, I compare it to like somebody walking with a lantern that like kind of loping along, kind of bouncing or like an ember, like it seemed like it was catching random updrafts, but still maintaining a very consistent, like straight line uh, right. travel. Right. Uh, but like it, a light, I know it's going through trees. It's not lighting anything up. It's not casting any light on anything around it. It's just a speck of light. I started to kind of like get closer. And then there was again, that compulsion of like, I can catch this. I need to go chase this. I need to go see what it is firsthand. And I as I started to move around the back of the house to where I would start rounding a corner, I was trying to assess like going down. As soon as I got to that, that corner, that like trance I was in was completely shattered because I heard a stick break kind of towards the front of the house, slightly behind me, maybe off to that opposite corner, like something was yes. trying to maintain distance. And I could hear my dog inside the house just losing his shit, just barking, howling, even whining in there. Um, and at the same time, I also heard something scramble, like something was on the roof above me. I could tell something was above me, kind of like scratching around and running around. Um, I, and naturally at that point, I thought, okay, this is for sure. I'm being, something is hunting me. It felt like, yes. Um, and I just took off running back to the house. Like that was the only compulsion was like, I'm in danger. I don't know what this is and scrambled back to the house. And again, just like got, got to the house, stood on the threshold. And then it seemed like that rational brain took over again. And I turned and looked back and, and tried to listen. And uh, this part still gives me chills. Um, when I stopped and listened, I couldn't, I couldn't see anything, couldn't hear anything. I had my headlamp on high, but it seemed like whatever was there making the noise was just doing that thing where it's just right outside the light and you, you know, it's there, but you cannot see what it is. Um, and then I, while I was waiting and watching and kind of feeling things out, I felt like I, I swear I could hear like gentle, like muffled voices almost. It sounded like a little bit like talking. Um, but really low, like really muffled and impossible to make out any words. Um, <laughs> that like reactionary part of me immediately went, oh, this has got to be hikers from the, the state park. This is people fucking with me or messing with me rather. Edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, um, you can say that if you want, but I'll take it out if you want me to. Right. If they had to um, edit it all out, every other word of mine would be bleeped out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it, it sounded like, you know, talking. And so immediately I went back to like, this is people. Trespass. Was it like a chatter? 
are on, like voices it, like the best way i can describe it is like that if you hear you know like a gentle wind that sounds like yeah i, I get it like, like i sound crazy now no but i'm like no, it was no, very soft and like indiscernible it was like one of those things where when you focus on listening to it it kind of just sounds like nothing really yep. you know but when you're half listening it was very much sounded like voices but like yeah 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 but when i was focusing on it i could hear what sounded like mumbling like it sounded like right. mumbling. i mean that's the only way i can describe it uh, like if you watch a tv show or something and they have people in the background but it's not real voices they've just like edited them in to sound like more people is that what it was it was kind of just like basically yes but it was so okay. soft and faint to where okay. like you know you had to really focus on it and and you know but, okay but yeah and the, and the longer you focused on it it was it was like i could feel like i could pick out some things but it's still just garbled mumbling yeah um and so again you know first impulse trespassers state park right. turned around went inside grabbed my shotgun i was armed at the time um and the way i describe it is i did that corny movie trope of just like i stood outside if you're on my property you should leave and i as i stood there waiting calling out a couple times um you know i i kept hearing that mumbling and then slowly out of my my uh periphery I heard, ever heard, uh, saw this little light. I saw the speck of light start to float more towards the center of my, my view. Um, and then it dipped behind some bushes. And so I was immediately put on edge. And within an instant, that light shot straight up to the sky. And at the same time that that light shot up straight to the sky, I heard that rustling on the roof again, and then on either side of me, coming from around each side of the house, there was shuffled footsteps and like, you know, leaves and everything. And it, yeah, my brain was like pincer move. I fell backwards into my house and just like rolled over and kicked the door shut and held it with my feet. And uh, dog was nowhere to be found. I like, locked <laughs> the door. Dog was the <laughs> he ended up being under the bed downstairs. So the main area was like an upstairs and then we had like the downstairs with the rooms. And uh, yeah, I mean, I stood watch at this big open bay window, didn't hear anything else the rest of the night. I didn't open the door for the rest of the night and that right. seemed to have been it. But yeah. All Again, every the, piece of furniture I own would have been against that door. It'd be yeah. like one of those cartoons where they just yeah. smack everything. My shotgun <laughs> sitting there. Come on, mother truckers. Well, I, you know, I definitely, I had that impulse at first when I thought it was trespassers. But then like the whole, just the way it played out. Um, mm. That yeah. ending. It's like the, it's like, and I said it before, it's like the light was distracting you while the real shit yes, was hunting you. something else was, yes. Yeah. That's definitely how it felt. And, you know, it's hard to convey that compulsion. Like it, it was very subconscious to where, you know, I was, it was my, my actual rational brain coming back to pull me out of like, what are you doing? Why are you following <laughs> right yeah <laughs> yeah and it was, it was very compulsory um especially that first that first instance where i saw it and i'm just like running to it seemingly going to run off of a 40 degree pitch hillside right uh, 
without that kind of really reminds me much. of like Faye or something because they were. I it, said that the first time. Yeah, so, like they were but, trying I mean, to get you to come into the woods. <laughs> yeah, I think when we last discussed, that's sort of where I started to feel it. it the you know the answer lied. It, it felt it felt very much like that like allure. It felt like allure. Yeah. Very much so to get me in a vulnerable place to where I don't know what could have done. I don't know what, and that's like, the right. part that, like keeps me every time I think about this. It, it, I mean, it creeps me out. I put myself there, and I, I have not been more scared <laughs> in my life than I was. Right. I was you know, I didn't know what was going on. I don't know what was causing the light. What was shuffling around me? All I knew is that I felt hunted. Yes, and like an interdimensional anglerfish. Exactly. exactly and this little guppy here's a happy light Corey. <laughs> yes exactly follow <laughs> yeah. the light so the whole thing yep. i mean the light was silent again didn't cast any shadows the only noises at all that night were what sounded like footsteps and shuffling and rustling um yeah and that to me, the you know obviously, it was a very scary you know sort of experience. You're out in the in the darkness in the woods, and, you know, don't know what's happening. But also, it's just like what weirded me out the most was that complete subconscious draw to where it like my you know my my brain could not put it together. I mean, even when I was rounding the back of the house, it's like that immediate compulsion of like I need to go to this. And then yeah. it, the only thing that snapped me out of that was hearing the noise and then being like, what are you doing? Because what if you hadn't heard that noise, that, you know, cracking, whatever. Oh, gosh. You'd be dancing yeah, for the next hundred years with some red haired lady in a ball gown. <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't sound scary. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. don't know. I mean, again, I feel like and Cole pointed this out actually in one of our side chats about the when we talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um, when you think of Faye, yeah, it's dark, but it this feels so much darker than just trickster energy. Let's yeah. get you lost yeah. in the woods. Like they were after shit. you for some reason or something. Like the feeling again, okay, not I see a lot of creepy shit. A lot of creepy shit happens to me all the time. This was one of the first things that where I dreamed about it and where I felt like I was there. And I I do believe that I tapped into that because it really did affect me on that level the first time I heard it, because I can feel the emotion. You can see it as you guys can see just listening like it's still there, you know, and that just gives it more of a veneer. I mean, I would trust you anyway. It's like I would never, ever doubt what you said, not in a million years, but at the same time you have it's those these are the things you look for say your story never changes there's never any deviation because this is what happened to you that's a clear indication that this is what you what happened you know or at least like what skeptic would say what you perceived happened but i'm not a skeptic in this case at all <laughs> I, yeah, and, I would typically no, not at all you know and i don't even know but I don't even know if we can call this episode a skeptic because I don't think not a one of us doubt your story. Doesn't believe no. it, right? <laughs> right, right. Well, and that's I, the thing. The, I'm know. typically a very skeptical person, mm-hmm. and this is that I, I have no explanation, and 
it's it's something that I mean it it does affect me. Like when I do think about it, I it it makes me feel extremely uncomfortable to put myself back at at that night and then right. you know kind of rethinking through it. It's like I I get that fear, that really strong fear of just I don't know what it was, and I right. I definitely you know sought to be rational, and all of that went out the window. And, you know, yeah, it got you on a primal level. Like it was, it's, you know, you know, that's, and that was another reason I contacted Cole. Cause I'm like, there's gotta be other instances that this has happened. Like what is there's more out there? Is there, you know, let's help this guy maybe Mm. find some answers, you know, a little bit more, not to freak you out more, but sometimes there is a little bit of comfort and kind of figuring out where, what happened or you know and plus i love a good scooby-doo mystery i'm not even gonna lie y'all know that (laughs) yeah i mean it's definitely it's one of those things that i i you know i it bugs me that i don't know and right that it it really shook me to my core this unknown thing like it, it it yeah it still gets to me um you know, when I run through the story, I get goosebumps. The hair stands up on the back of my neck. Like it was a very, I was scared that night. (laughs) I would have been, I was scared just listening to it. Oh yeah. Like, you know, like, and I know, and I got the same anxiety. And even though I know what's happening when I've heard the story, the story is ingrained in my brain. Right. You know, Um, I know I'm still on the edge of my seat (laughs) over here. Like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Don't open the door, Corey. You know, but I know you're going to open the door, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like you're yelling at the TV screen in a movie. Right. (laughs) Damn it, Corey. killed the cat. (laughs) Almost killed Corey. (laughs) Right. But yeah, Alrighty, uh, Cole. So what do you think hearing it firsthand like this? I'm so excited to hear what you think. <laughs> so there's a lot of things to break down with basically what you experienced. Um, the big thing for me, honestly, is, is the light itself, because that's the main thing that you, you see. There's obviously all the, the footsteps and hearing the muffled voices and things like that. That is something that's kind of secondary to me because it's like this light is the main thing that you're focused on and mm-hmm. that you're driven towards. Um, in a weird way, hearing it, it kind of, there is fae elements, but it doesn't exactly smacks of fae for me. Yeah. Um, there's more almost, uh, it almost gets into ufology and high strangeness in itself more. For yeah. me, anyways, like um, I think I don't know. I'm sure you guys know. I I recently have been really digging into the Jennings Frederick story, and one of the th- he's the guy that experienced Veggie Man. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. And um, one thing that people don't know is Fredericks was an experiencer that had a multitude of things happen to him, and one of the big things is um basically that he was abducted um and that he woke up in this sort of dazed state not realizing what he was doing um but just happened to see a ufo come down and then this whole abduction experience takes place and then he forgets but that whole waking up halfway through 
um, not realizing that you're in the motion of doing something, like you say mm-hmm. about about being drawn towards something and then catching yourself. Yeah, that that reminds me a lot of that. Um, there's a couple other cases too that are very kind of similar. Like I, I mentioned to Trina, your case reminds me a lot of the Cisco Grove type incidents and things like that, where it's this not traditional in the fairy archive of how these things are supposed to be, but not a traditional like um, UFO or abduction scenario. It's sort of like this weird mesh between the two. Um, Because after looking at different Will-O-The-Wisp legends, especially, the big thing about them is that it is the person makes the active decision to follow them. It is not a control-based thing. Um, a lot. The whole point of the Will of the Wisp is that it's it's a trick. It's um, either right. by the fa- by the fairies, or um, if you get into some of the Germanic legends, they're believed to be the ghosts of unbaptized children, <laughs> and that they haunt. The reason they haunt um, the the marshes, which was where they're more commonplace. Right. Is so that basically you're, they're luring people there so that they could baptize them um, to free oh. them from being will of the wisps. Um, there's a bunch I, of. I thought they wanted to kill him. <laughs> no, 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 no. Actually, will of the will of the wisp legends are not all dark and doom and gloom. Most oh, of the okay. time, um, that's a part of it. There is that aspect where if you follow a will of the wisp, it can lead you to a cliff or deep into the mug where you'll mud or the the swamp where you'll drown. Right. But a lot of them are more they they just mess with you. They they take you off your course. Um, it's sort of like being pixie led or stray sods. Um, which is this idea that if you're in an area um, that's enchanted or that the Fae have um, a spell in the area because it's one of their sacred spots, that basically you could just wander around for hours. It's not necessarily um, an, an, a, a malevolent thing. Um, this is very much seemingly more derived, um, at least with the light element. The noise, um, there's... The Pukwudgie, for example, in uh, Native American lore, where they're supposed to use fire to lure people out and that they basically behave in the same way. Um, And they are a more malevolent type fae. But again, that gets into um, the I believe that's like the northeastern tribes and not something that's seen in. Yeah, I I don't think. It's a, you know, that lore is in the area, but I have never honestly thought about the Pukwudgie and it possibly being one. It makes me think of that, um, uh, was it bridge from the Bridgewater Triangle, that story of a gentleman out walking his dog and there's oh yes so the, that seemingly says like, we want you. Yes. Invites it to the woods. That, I, yeah. I, yeah. And to go on that, I mean, the light didn't seem, I mean, it, it, it felt malevolent. Um, mm-hmm. And then it felt very, very entrancing. It wasn't like I didn't make the the cognizant decision to to follow it. I was following it, and I had to make the decision to break myself away from mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's the scariest part of it all for me. Mm-hmm. Truthful. Mm-hmm. The way that light just seemed to want to control you, while the things that you couldn't see we're, we're hunting you. yeah we're coming yeah. after you that's mm-hmm. the part that's what frightened me 
And that's where it strays from being a will-o'-wisp too, because will-o'-wisp, mm-hmm. you're just following the light until you fall off a cliff or get lost or do whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> through the woods. It didn't have friends know? coming out. getting baptized, so, I guess. Well, I, I was well, baptized. I'm cool. I'm will-o'-wisp safe. Me too, hey! Catholic, you know? Baptized and confirmed. Uh, Guilt and water. <laughs> um, the one thing I will say about Will of the Wisps and being connected to entities is that that is a thing in the uh, the Fey lore as well. Is um, there's an entity co- that's described called the the Fuka or the Puka, mm-hmm. and they are described as like shapeshifters, usually as like old men or um they'll turn into horses and I was things just like say they can be horses or ponies yeah um but they want to kill you <laughs> well depending depend, depending no that's kelpies though i don't know i thought the pukas drowned you too no the puk well the pukas kelpies they'll for sure the, the kelpies oh, yeah. the kelpies will drown you to eat you but the pukas their their whole the fair um, fun yeah <laughs> the the um the pukas though their their deal is basically very similar they want you like when they're in the horse form they want you to basically ride them and they'll just take you on a mad rush through the woods and things like that they but their goal isn't to to necessarily kill you or to hurt you they're just they're tricksters they're malicious they're not malicious but oh, okay. um but there is uh will of the wisp legends where that when they are in their um in some forms of like the old man type that they will carry lanterns that and, i would have probably like lost it if i had just seen an old anyways i'm already creeped out by the situation and just seen like an old dude like floating and carrying a lantern oh my hi god there. hi cory <laughs> but the lantern so like, thing doesn't make sense because you said the light bobbing. bobbing it's what it, it i mean that was my first impulse is like you know kind of lantern mm-hmm. swing and then kind of you know the up and down motion it just to me i was like that's somebody walking with a light yeah which is impossible because it, it again mm-hmm. was at least 30 probably 30 to 40 feet off the ground mm-hmm. another uh, fey thing that crossed my mind I think during the first episode was like a version of the wild hunt, you yes. know, that oh. really, cause the way you had multiple, the pincher move, pincer move, however, whatever at the end. <laughs> That's the scary part for me. Right. Yeah, that, it, it that definitely felt like had you not fallen tactical. back into your house, what would have happened to you, Corey? I don't think we'd be having this combo. You know, well, and that's the thing where I've been you know, talking about, about yeah, my that. missing four one one episode. Yeah, Fuck. I think about that often. Where, you know, who is this? Who ha- else has had this happen to them? But they went for the light, or they didn't right. have right. They you didn't have know. the threshold of the door. That's mm-hmm. what makes me get into you know. You feel even weirder. And the way you felt safe in your house with it, the boundaries. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it yeah. felt very much like a boundary. You know. Uh, to where you know once i crossed the threshold there was no more activity once i mm-hmm. exited the threshold that's when it started to get mm-hmm. right uh, yeah and that reeks of fate to me you know yeah. that that just that's there's different elements that i'm like no it's not fate and then there's other elements where i'm like man like it, it follows yeah. all of the rules you know that's one thing about fate there's rules and those yes. rules are followed you know and 
So, I, I mean, that's why you're always polite. Like, there's certain mm-hmm. little rules you follow in life to keep these people, mm-hmm. you know, and, from getting know. hurt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. This, uh, I, man, every time I sit and think about this, it, it, it weirds me out. And like, it's again, scary. I'm an analytical chemist. I, you know, mm-hmm. do research and yeah, practice the scientific theory every day. I try to approach problems in my life with that. And mm-hmm. uh, this is the one thing that I'm like, I have no answers. That you can't, right. No. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, I mean, I'm sure you know about my experience with um, seeing a UFO and then having a bedside visitation. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Did he tell uh, you that? That's creepy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So uh, creepy. <laughs> that one didn't follow the rules. <laughs> no, no. That's That's uh, kind of why it's like, a lot of what you say, I can very much relate to, um, like seeing, because I saw, you know, the object first, and then I had these things basically that appeared in my home, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and occasionally I'll get a visitation once in a while, but. Um, well, is there but- any rules, alien rules or what? I mean, y'all are, y'all are talking about rules, but is there any that says that aliens can't come in your house? um not I'd really. say probably not because i mean that's how but, they do it they yeah just, they show up and take you out of your bed and you put you if you put your night clothes on inside out maybe they'll you can <laughs> you can discern what happened right isn't that the trick um uh well that's that's like if, if they that's like if they because the, the idea there was that basically with abductions that aliens struggled with putting clothes they could take clothes, clothes off on. But, well they couldn't put them back on so that pe- some abductees would find their clothes inside out or things along those lines oh wow um, there's you sound like a frat boy i don't know no, I, a yeah, little I, bit I, yeah. I on inside out before <laughs> yeah um but no there's there's no real rules for it that they i mean there's like i mentioned there's weird cases with with seemingly alien entities like Cisco Grove, where it's like, you know, the giant fog emitting robots that freaking mm-hmm. they could they couldn't climb a tree, but they have fog emitting robots that could knock. Well, or like the technology to get there in the first place. Yeah, like, yeah. Can't figure out so, this tree. That, the thing about as soon as you said Cisco Grove, I got a little bit of like a flutter because that's two and a half hours away from my house. So, uh, what yeah. is it? <laughs> well, that's something too. Is it something that that's something to think about? Is the, I, you said it was what Santa Cruz that area. Yep, yep, Santa Cruz. That's that's a big like that whole area is a big high strangeness area. Thirty seventh parallel. Mm-hmm. Apparently, yeah, a lot of stuff coincides with thirty seventh parallel, and I mean, yep. respect that right on it. And oh yeah, there is a lot of weird stuff that comes here. Well, I mean, I mean, not only just you know obviously ufology Let's stuff, but then there's cryptozoology stuff. Like, uh, that whole area, just in general, not just with. I mean, it's got a ton of famous ghost stuff. There's um, tons of cryptid stuff reported. The Santa Cruz sea serpent carcass was there, which yep. was that, which was the uh, the monster of Mont, uh, Monte Rey, you know, that weird dolphin looking one. Um, Bigfoot's reported there quite frequently. There's a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I, uh, uh, I'm good friends with Mike Rugg. He runs the Bigfoot Museum. So my, my oh, okay. house where I live currently is uh, like two blocks up from that museum. So I take my kids every weekend. Oh, that's awesome. Up with Mike. And uh, we, yeah, we call the neighborhood Bigfoot Hill and mm-hmm. all that. So uh, yeah, he's got a lot of interesting stories. He's a cool guy to hang out with. 
So it's the Pacific <laughs> Northwest, right? Uh, Is that where you're at? We're, I think, we're we're below the the Bay Area. We're mm -hmm. just south of that. Um, specifically, like 20 miles southwest of San Jose. Um, okay. About, probably about 40 miles south down the peninsula from San Francisco proper. Um, oh, okay. I would classify okay. Pacific Northwest as the um, uh, kind of like that that green belt that runs through like Humboldt and Trinity counties and Mendo and all that. Like I think there's a hard line once you start to turn into the wine country and Sonoma. Oh, okay, okay. So I think that for me personally, I wouldn't. I would call Santa Cruz more. Um, I wouldn't even call it NorCal. I'd call it Central Coast because we're just we're pretty right smack dab in the middle oh okay um, but we are you're like not as far furthest, up as i thought we are the furthest south that redwoods grow um and it is oh, the last okay. kind of vestige of the redwood forest um and it, it terminates right here in uh aptos um and nasine marks is a very um prominent i think uh finding bigfoot when they filmed out here nasine marks was where they went and uh, investigated um uh, and then on top of that, Big Basin was another area they went to as well. And uh, Big Basin was where all this transpired. And so it's it's definitely an area of weirdness. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, it very much sounds like it. <laughs> like I said, again, the wild hunt, that crossed my mind several times. Um, you know, mm -hmm. the, the light, the everything. I don't know. The being hunted part, I think, was what creeped me out the most. I want to be completely honest. That and the compulsion you know, running towards yeah. something and then realizing, hey, wait, what the fuck? That's creepy. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, to me, that's one of the components that still gets me. And I mean, the unknown bugs me, but like the subconscious nature. Yeah. Yeah. Cole, you were saying there was like a, U, like a UFO link to it, maybe? Well, for me, that it, it just kind of gives off more of that sort of vibe. Um, like at the uh, end, it especially does. Yeah. The way the light shoots up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, something too is um, this goes back to the works of Stan Gordon. Um, even though this is a topic you and I really don't necessarily care for uh, the Westmoreland wild man case, the, the white haired Bigfoot with the glowing sphere um ah, because the one that runs into the woods and okay no, and then okay. they they see this like an object go up into the uh into the sky afterwards after it disappeared so um but there's a couple different obviously uh instances of people reporting anomalous light activity with bigfoot um timothy renner cataloged a lot of it alongside joshua cutchins when they did the where the footprints end um and that it is something uh even reported by some native american um tribes and stories um that they often will see lights um either before or after a bigfoot is seen type of a deal um there was even allegedly one where uh they would drum and uh they would apparently upon drumming they would see what they would refer to as like the eyes of bigfoot type of a deal and it was like a light phenomenon yeah. um that that one was actually uh even though it was done by by uh this goes back to the episode on uh 
the Sasquatch hoaxes that we did, <laughs> it was it was covered um, by the um, Ivan Marks who did the Legend of Bigfoot uh, hoaxes. Mm. So he included that in his documentary um, as well, where you see him drumming and then you see lights in the distance. Um, but it is something that is also in the uh, folklore and tradition of certain Native American groups. Um, there's not that many, obviously, cases of it. Uh, like the, the UFO Bigfoot angle in itself, like if you look at a lot of the stuff in the 73 flap, a lot of them don't even look like Bigfoot. They look more like Dogman. Right. Um, oh. yeah, there's uh, it, it's um, I think back then it was just easier to say Bigfoot than werewolf without being <laughs> yeah. as much, or yeah. um, um, there, yeah, it was uh, Flying Saucer Review. I can't remember the issue, it was like 80 was the year it came out, and it was the article was called Berserk, and it basically was covering the uh, the infamous one that occurred, um. Is it, uh, Greensboro, I believe, is the location, but I can't think of the George Kowalczyk incident, which is the one where the the Bigfoot gets shot at and their eyes go uh, green, and you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, small town monsters covered it. Yeah, well, but um, yeah. in that, but basically, they also covered a lot of the other sightings that were going around the area of hairy monsters associated with UFOs that were allegedly were like Bigfoot type things. And when you look at the eyewitness sketches, they're all like dogmen. They're not, <laughs> there's very little that would um, indicate a Bigfoot type thing, except for there was one that kind of looked like a Neanderthal a little bit, but then still it had the protruding fangs and the big ears and things like that. And then that even extended into like the Ohio flap. Um, that was yeah, there. Sorry to interrupt you there. Oh, no, you're good. There are elements to where, like, when I, you know, when I, I mean, every time I think about this, I draw a different conclusion. Like, mm -hmm. you know, what it could be, what I want to call it, even. Like, you know, there's some avenues that I'm like, I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but, like, the pacing, the, the pacing felt, you know, it wasn't heavy footsteps. It was very light. I think initially I was even dismissing it as like, oh, it's dark. It could be a freaking squirrel that you're mm. grabbing your pants over. Right, yeah. It's dark and everything sounds bigger and louder when it's pitch right. black. <laughs> um, but like, and then the mumbling, the mumbling, it wasn't necessarily, you know, I wouldn't call it samurai chatter, but it was, mm. you know, talking in the woods, very muffled, very hard to discern. Couldn't pick out any words. It didn't sound like English, mm. um, but like, you know, it, that the mumbling. And those two elements, like right there, is what initially in my head I was like, maybe it's a bigfoot. But then, like you know, what about that light and everything yeah, else? I don't think a mumbling would be on my roof without me hearing. <laughs> it. Uh, I think mumbling's know. mumbling is almost as bad as like a kid's laughter. You know, like oh, where yeah. there's the kid. You know, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to hear anybody mumbling when I know I'm alone or just with my dog. Well, <laughs> And you know, my dog too, better not be mumbling. <laughs> you know? On that too, you know, it's it like, you know, my initial thought again was like, oh, trespassers. But then, you know, that other feeling came in with like, are they plotting? Like what, you know, game planning, you know, that sort of like planning out the next yeah. sort, of, sort of thing. But like those two elements specifically were like the initial things where I went Bigfooty. Um, Right. It's, it's interesting you bring up. I think that case that uh, Cole that you brought up was uh, covered in Chestnut that that Chestnut Ridge. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have I hadn't ever thought about it in that frame of reference either, and that's uh, that makes me very uneasy. I mean, the whole I mean, in general, the whole 
um, Sasquatch UFO connection. But if it was a Bigfoot, you had more than one. And mm. I don't know how, I don't feel like I've heard lots of stories of like Bigfoot hunting in packs and hunting humans. Like that's not necessarily. Yeah, and I, I definitely I heard know, three but... unique, three unique sources of noise. So again, it was, I, I was flanked on either side and then from above and behind me. And again, right. the hairs on the back of my neck are rising right now. Like that just fucking creeps me out, you know, because you got the light ahead of you distracting you and the shit closing in. Like that's, I don't know, man. It gives me anxiety, Corey. I'm sorry. I, I don't, yeah, me too. Right? I'm like, oh my I don't, God. I don't go out in the woods often after dark now. Oh, um, I bet not. I bet not. Yeah. I don't even really necessarily like camping. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that. I think I get more scared camping now than I ever did when I before I started like learning about all this stuff. Now I'm like, I don't oh, I know. I want to say no, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> With nothing but some nylon between you and a monster. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing, too, that is coupled with this is is like, well, this is extremely unknown. And this was a bunch of weird stuff that that shouldn't exist and shouldn't happen. And you're you're I mean, my brain immediately goes, well, what else happens that we don't know, don't, can't explain? Like, if this happened to me, and I would have, I probably would have poo-pooed this whole story if I was just hearing it from somebody. Right. And then the fact that it happened to me, it immediately makes me think like, well, what else do I not know? Right, <laughs> right. right. Like, and I said this during the first episode, like, I mean, I really dug around looking for like modern stories that kind of matched up with what you went through I really really did because I told you it really kind of stuck in my head and there's not much and so that makes me think like what happens if you don't break the compulsion is that why there's not much you know you're not going to hear right, the story you don't you know, know about it it's like right. black eyed kids same thing you never yep. hear like what happens when you let them in the house do you no yes. <laughs> occasionally okay right well, so, well, like there's like a lady who made soup or something if i remember correctly oh there's there's a bunch of <laughs> there's a couple weird ones and it gets into like psychic vampire type stuff yeah. or like um, oh no man like well, I kids is another topic I want to cover sometime because like that's another one that gives me the absolute creeps. Oh, there's one where they turn into lizard people too. That was okay. Yeah, I'm not pleasant. going there with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Walter ended up putting me on his bingo card. Walter, yeah. our co-host, has a nut job bingo card. A nut job bingo card. <laughs> yeah, I'll be yeah, on. He almost filled the careful. whole thing with some podcast he was listening to. The other oh God, day. he was listening to some lady and he's like, I'm one Clinton away from winning. And I'm like, oh Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was bad what he was telling us. It was like, oh man. Yeah. It was some but, crazy you know. stuff. <laughs> so, uh, well, so, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still kind of leaning. I hate to say Faye, but I mean, what if there's an indigenous legend I don't know about too? I didn't really go that way of it and maybe i should have you know i mean i can't think of an indigenous one that it would be yeah Um, and i know a lot of indigenous lore and like i i don't i mean willow is kind of span and you know strange lights in the woods has always been a thing Mm -hmm. like since mankind has roamed through the woods 
you know? And I think we're ingrained to be scared of it, not run towards it, Corey. So, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I, know. I'm still at a loss. And Yeah, my brain, I definitely wouldn't, I mean, didn't choose. I don't know. That's the thing that creates, like, it, uh, yeah, lack of control. Right. Definite lack of control. I just keep going because of the hunting thing, I'm sure. But my brain goes wild hunt, you know. And you just, it was just random. You were there. You know, I mean, I don't think it was a targeted thing. You know the Pope Lick monster, right? Well, Name I sounds think so. You might have to jog my memory. Okay, okay. <laughs> it uses a light. I just remembered this. It's um, a goat man reported on the Pope Lick uh, train trestle. Okay. And um, what is that? The Louisville. Um, I can't remember the state, uh, but basically it's a, a goat man that uh, lures people out onto this old rickety train trestle and it'll mimic voices and also use a lantern. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know is, where it's at either. Is, but is, it, is it? It's Louisville. Um, well, that's about a quick interjection. That is going to creep me out because it's uh, light and voices and Louisville. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> synchronicity, but yeah. Like, uh, oh goodness. Uh, yeah. Are you talking about? God. Is it in Louisville, Kentucky? Is that what you're? It might be. It might be. I'm thinking. I just might be saying it wrong. Because it would. So, yeah. Because yeah, it looks like Louisville, but everybody says Louisville. They make. I know it's the place where they make the baseball bats. Uh, that's Louisville. Yeah. Okay. Then yes. That's mm -hmm. that's it. But um, I couldn't think of the state, or and apparently I've been saying it wrong all these years. But uh, uh, yeah. I think it's after King Louis, so oh, okay. however you say King Louis's name, so yeah. Okay. Some people but say Louis. everything wrong. I read too much, and I don't hear the words I read out loud mm -hmm. a lot, so mm -hmm. I say a lot. A lot of times, if I, especially if I'm doing a pod and I'm not sure, I'll have to Google it and hear it pronounced, make sure I yeah. don't sound like a total fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, Corey, I actually have a question um, okay. that I didn't think of the first time around. If had you continued running and not broken up the compulsion, where would you have ended up? Like off the cliff or in the woods up the slope? I, I would have been tumbling down a pretty steep. Yeah, pitch. tumbling down the. So yeah. it was like leading you towards that. Yeah, yeah. Like when yeah. you were I mean, running. So yeah, when I was faced back at the house, and you know, it's kind of slopes down and gently bends towards the front door, uh -huh. and then you can access the deck there too, off to the right, and the deck is thirty feet off the ground, um, and so. If I followed okay. it on a straight line, I, I would have immediately hit, like I think it's about a 40 degree pitch hill. It's, it's really steep. It's, it's one of those things where when I was clear, like clearing brush on it, I would harness up and I would like almost rappel down to trim stuff. Oh, like, wow. Oh, wow. So steep. Um, so you would have tumbled probably had you uh, continued for a bit running? Too. Yeah. Um, okay. And, I mean, the, the hill continues for about. Um, I mean, it has spots where it slightly levels out and then continues down and it basically goes a thousand feet down um, to what is a ravine and then um, about a half mile further you end up hitting uh, Highway 236, which is the big Jesus Christ. Highway. Um, and so, you know, it would I would have tumbled and, and gone, I mean, a few hundred yards down and out from the house and then probably had a hell of a time getting back if, if I oh, was. Oh, wow. Paid. Right. Right. Okay. 
yeah so and that's what i mean so it's like way way darker than trickster energy mm-hmm. like that's i mean i'm off of the whole trickster thing i thought that maybe the first time around but since then and well, since the beginning part into it, sounds like sounds like that sounds like trickster the beginning part right but then just at the fucking end with where them. yeah and then at the end where something's you know seems like it is trying to distract you so two other things can grab you three other things not right? seem very trickster yeah Wasn't it three other things three like something behind you one of noise yeah. yep yep and then even you know when i shut everything off and i went back out that second time and i went around the back of the house when i did see it it was like closer to me in linear distance but still at the same height and then it started to kind of bob away and so like I, I consistently describe it as a lure because it mm. felt, I felt, I mean, when you said an interdimensional anglerfish as an aside joke, like, no, that straight up, it was like, like that. Right. Yeah. The light yeah. was like a jig and it was trying to get, it was trying to pull to away. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, ugh, yeah. <laughs> you know, plus uh, the God. crazy, okay. the dog and, stuff. You know, yeah. the way your dog was. Immediately, immediately set off, refused. And I mean, that, the dog followed me anywhere. Right. It, it, not into the unknown like that, apparently. He's like, fuck you, man. You ain't worth the kibble. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get a new dad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cole, what do you think it is? Do you have any clue or? I mean. What's I'm... your gut feeling, Cole? I'm kind of leading more towards UFO, the, uh, high stra- high strangeness type stuff. It kind of sounds like it at the end. It really like, does remind me of that at the end. I could, I could, mm-hmm. I could label it high strangeness like, for sure. Like it, it doesn't fit like into the a classic abduction entity, you know, CE three experience type of a deal. Uh, it's more like. Like I said, like Cisco Grove, Sam the Sandown Clown type stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Not so much like um, it, it doesn't really strive Faye to me only because like there's elements obviously to it. But then there's other things where I'm like, like it, like the light jumping up into the sky. Like, it, right. like we were talking about right. Will the we were talking about Will the Wisps earlier, and that doesn't really. I've never heard of an account of them doing that. I've heard of an account of a Will the Wisp with legs, but um, <laughs> that that was in a that was in a German uh, story. Uh, I'm just but, picturing this little fat thing, <laughs> little fat light, a glowing uh, Fresno Nightcrawler, basically. Basically, right. yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Oh my god, that's so unnerving. Or um, the uh, I, I, Stan Gordon has a has a case that he looked into about a police officer that saw basically what looked like a skeletal humanoid type deal, except for it had no head, except for a glowing ball of light. Um, I ended up writing an article about that one. That was uh, in Westmoreland County. Um, th- so and. He saw, and basically the the uh, he saw the creature basically lying on the the officer saw the light first, and then realized that it was attached to this creature. Um, but that's that again is it it kind of has that sort of vibe too a little bit. But 
how the light behaves and then everything else around it just seems like the light almost seems like technology and less like what you would Some see in what you'd see nature in nature like or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I really believe with all of my soul that because it's such a unique story that you survive something that most people, if they could encounter it, probably don't, mainly because of the compulsion. I think your rational brain saved you. The fact that you heard those sounds, like uh, there's, because you're a musician too, your brain works a certain way. So you are going to hear those peripheral sounds that your average person might not hear. Right. Me, I would hear them because I'm autistic and I hear everything, right? You know, I stim differently than other people and you may too. And that may be what saved your life. Because I truly believe had you continued to follow that light, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Yeah, One whether, way or the other. I mean, if I followed it off that hill, I mean, right. I uh, would have been in rough shape if, you know, I didn't. Taking away the mumbling the and whatever was pacing yeah. you. Just that following alone, the light yeah. alone. Yeah. And then, you know, honestly, I, I would have just been helplessly in the dark if I did not hear the very sharp, like, almost like, you know, it was like somebody breaking you out of hypnosis, snapping the fingers. Like that, mm -hmm. that stick, that branch cracking. Right. So, you know, you fall down that hill and you're incapacitated and you can't get back home and you can't get away from whatever else is behind those lights, you know? Yeah. And yeah. that's that's where I go with it. And yeah, it, it's, again, I'm over here like the, you know, and, you know, thank you again for reliving this with us. And I'm, I'm so sorry if we triggered anything. <laughs> but I, again, know, talking, it's, it's such a unique though, but... encounter. Okay, yeah. you know I, that's the thing but i i mean every yeah when i i get i get the chicken skin the goosebumps and like it's yeah i really don't it's like that it. happened to me uh right. you know i could have done without it um <laughs> it's interesting cole when you said um technology almost that I mean, at the end of the day, I, I have no explanation. I could wager a bunch of guesses at what it could be. But I one thing I do know for sure, I was being hunted at mm -hmm. very much. Like, I felt like prey, mm -hmm. very much so. Um, and, you know, I, 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 the, seeing the light as technology it makes me think like, oh, a, a decoy or mm -hmm. you know, the lure. Like, it keeps mm -hmm. bringing me back to the lure. Like, mm -hmm. it was, it the was, anglerfish. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh God, <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like what Cole's saying UFO too, because then I'm like, well, am I gonna, am I gonna see my clothes inside out now? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, end really does make me think random. about aliens. I don't <laughs> think you were targeted. Oh yeah, and, I don't think you were targeted. You know, I, I think, think it was random. random, and I, I'm like. Super glad more that, that it's just a random, like, right? So that's many true components that's of true because then it could just happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that yeah. is actually scarier, isn't it? And again, between this stuff and then the missing 411 stuff I've been doing, I probably will never go camping again, just so everybody's <laughs> clear. <laughs> I have not been camping 
ever since this. And, we're and, I, and again, years. I go back to how unique the story is because, you know, and especially doing the podcasting thing and like Cole being a researcher, writer and all of that, you run across the same sorts of encounters over and over and over and over. Yeah. There's almost a trope to it. And your encounter, Corey, breaks that trope. You know, it's unique, it's different, and it lends more to the credibility. And I actually, again, think the reason why is because if you follow that light, we don't hear from it. We don't, you know, and I mean, so I, I'm glad you didn't follow the light, Corey. That's at the end of the day, that's where I'm at with it. <laughs> you know, Don't go into the light, Carolyn. Oh, and I just think of like, too, like, oh, what if I did? And then I'm all of a sudden a missing 401 case. Like, right. That's what I said earlier. I'd be imagine like, you know, my, my wife at the time and kids showing up back home and just. And active. you're not there. Yeah. He just evaporated. The dog's there. Your truck's the there. You're gone. And it would be exactly what I read about. He was an experienced woodsman. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, again, I grew up hunting and spending a lot of times in the bush. I back, well, used to go backpacking pretty regularly. Right. Uh, I am historically very comfortable. Well, I used to be uh, (laughs) very comfortable in the woods at night. You know, it wasn't a whole lot that would get to me. Um, Right. Because you're rational. Yeah, this shook me to the core. Right. You know, I, I, I don't know if I ever will go camping in really, you know, isolated areas ever again. Maybe I'll hit up like a KOA. Right. Get my fill. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it's like I said, just there's so many elements to it that are just frightening. You know. Well, and there's so many that make me think of so many different things. Like the beginning seems like yeah. a will-o'-wisp, but then at the end seems like aliens when they're trying to, you know, grab you or whatever. And I do mm-hmm. agree that you were being hunted, and I do believe I do think the the lure was trying to pull mm-hmm. you somewhere. And maybe when it couldn't comfortably pull you somewhere, that's when the other things decided to to go ahead and and in the game almost that they they were going to grab you because they couldn't just you know they were tired of playing they they couldn't get you to come into the woods so they were tired of playing the light went up and they were going to grab you and you fell back into your door like some kind of like some kind of superhero in a movie or something (laughs) (laughs) i really hope robbers movie where he falls yeah i wish it was as graceful i like reverse like somersault almost and then just kick the door shut (laughs) right (laughs) again every piece of furniture and see and then that's where it has a fey element again though because boundaries you know Mm -hmm. thresholds are so important in fey lore and whereas UFOs, they go where the fuck they want. There right. are people's living rooms and their bedrooms. They don't respect no boundaries. You know, right. so that's, you know, where it gets wiggy with me on the well, UFO thing. If it was aliens, a UFO thing, why were you safe in your house? <laughs> right. You know, whereas a threshold <laughs> being back. safe, I don't know. If that reeks of more folklore type rules you know mm-hmm. not even necessarily Faye but I mean that I kind of bundle Faye into everything but very very much the threshold you know right protection right 
clearly you didn't have a welcome mat. Well, and I wonder too, because it's not like I slept after that. I mean, I sat there. Oh, yeah. Right. And, you know, I, I definitely did not sleep. And I guess the more we lean towards that, that UFO, I'm like, well, what if I did fall asleep? Maybe the fact that I didn't sleep didn't invite it in, so to speak. Right. Maybe if I went to sleep, it could have been a different experience. I, I have no idea. Right. And you never will. No, I mean. Well, that's going to drive me crazy, always. Because, again, being a scientist, I have to know or at least have a means to figure out. I will never know. I will Listen, never know. I'm on a constant out. lookout for stories like yours. You know, and again, I've never read one quite like yours. The elements, the mumbling, the hunting. You know, you get the different elements. You get the light and the shooting mm-hmm. light and the, or the thing of pacing you in the woods or the boundary, front door boundaries and, you know, thresholds. Um, but all of it mixed together, it's like some weird high strangeness baby. And again, Mm -hmm. that's the label Mm -hmm. I like for it myself because you can't label it as fae. Were you in danger? Absolutely. Yeah. Several times. Yeah. You know, and was something hunting you? I believe that with all of my heart and soul. Mm -hmm. Um, something was strong enough to overcome your your logic and and make you follow it without thinking so something was strong enough uh telepathically or or something to get that maybe that's what the mumbling UFOs was with right the, yeah. the mind you know and, and that yeah. makes me question <laughs> yeah. that makes me question a lot of you know because the way i frame it is no this was me being analytical i needed to find out what it was but was it i mean was the idea it almost seems like it just overrode right it overrode your your um logic and your your sense to to put yourself in danger by going back outside mm-hmm. something that you wouldn't normally do and i almost think that the sounds the mumbling stuff i could be something like that because um, subliminal yes because i've been i'm pretty sure that i've noticed that i can hear something when i'm doing this therapy that I'm doing now, the EDMR, EMDR, uh, for some trauma. And I can hear something. She's got something going. And you can hear it. It sounds almost like something's going across metal or something. That's what it sounds like to me. So I think that that sounds like that, like you've talked about music being um, magical. Sounds are. And I think maybe the sounds of that mumbling was keeping you from concentrating on your logic. It, it was it was it was pulling your mind away enough yeah. mm-hmm. that you you didn't think logically about I shouldn't be doing this right subliminal distraction because why make the noise at all right you know yeah. this just that's what I think that's what it sounds like because <laughs> <laughs> now I definitely you know and that goes back I, more to uh, UFO I mm. question whether you know it was my own mental faculties that drove me out there now I question whose idea it was to go back out there. Does that make well, you feel worse? Here's the thing. <laughs> a little it seems bit. like you're getting uh, a little upset. <laughs> Are you yeah, okay? Yeah, I'm doing that. I'm rubbing my elbow a bunch right now. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> That's what I'll do. I'll sit here and play with my rings at therapy. <laughs> Just take a deep breath. Seriously, take a deep breath. Yeah. Well, it's the idea <laughs> of like how how in control was I really? 
right. I don't and think I don't you think were I, at that point. And I, don't I know that you I don't think I thought you. about it through that lens either. And because yeah. you liked it, you Ugh. always say, well, you know, I was worried about trespassers. But if you were really that frightened and worried about trespassers, I think rational Corey still wouldn't have went out there and did the no. old man shotgun thing. <laughs> you know, I, Especially I when you had you a light st- on your head because you could have been saying, hey, I'm right here. If you're right, trespassing, yeah. <laughs> right yeah. here. I believe you were under more of a compulsion still. And how would you get somebody who is, you know, it's more subliminal control. Mm-hmm. We're going to get him. We'll touch him on this level. On the, I have to protect my property level. Boom, boom, boom. Now you're out there being hunted again. Yep. You know, immediately. Yeah, that's, that's exactly how it played out, too. And you if know, you think about so, it, maybe if you weren't so analytical and a sci- come from a scientist brain, like, say, maybe somebody who didn't have an analytical brain might have just stayed out there or might not have fell back into the house or maybe your scientific way of thinking stopped. Yeah. Maybe your scientific brain was what could fight against that, I guess. You know, you want, does that make sense? Totally. Am I making sense? Okay. Well, <laughs> you it, know, yeah. about it crazy or what? And like, so, <laughs> again, the way it, it felt, I mean, I, I just, each time I go back to that initial, like, I did, by the time my brain caught up to what I was doing, it was like, I was full bore sprinting, like full bore. And it, it was like, what's that? Towards it? Yes, going, towards that light, oh, well, yeah. Okay. And towards what, you know, I... That's why I asked would where know. it would have led you, had you... Yep. Yeah. And, and it was like that thing where I, you know, it was like I woke up in the middle of this act. It, it's so hard to explain that, like, I, I have no visceral memory of acknowledging the light and then telling myself to run towards it. It was right. like I woke up in the were. middle of running towards it. Right. And my brain caught up to me and stopped myself because. And this hey, was after your so dog was away. inside, right? This is when we were heading back to the house. After okay, that so initial, he was still with you. Yeah. Well, how was he acting when you were running? Was he running with he, you, or he didn't run with me? He okay. was stayed kind of back behind me, and then after <laughs> I like, stopped myself and motioned you, towards the door. <laughs> well, yeah, and after I I motioned towards the door, he straight inside just took off right to the. <laughs> it's like good idea dad let's go <laughs> right yeah, i mean he definitely lagged behind me he did he he wasn't right on my side when i stopped myself he came to right. me but it was, the whole time too he was very cautious like hackles were up um nose going crazy kind of, and i could tell that he was kind of you know moving his ears or trying to hear and discern but like never he never like got on a direction or you know he never hit on a certain area it seemed like he was struggling to figure out what well, and where it was coming from right you had said at one point sides. right and you had said at one point you had thought just for a second it was a mountain lion or something i feel like if it was something like that the dog would have uh, you said that right a mountain lion yeah yeah or something like that stalk, i mean the way it initially it was stalking me. you mm-hmm. it, it, i feel I mean, like very it, much up high and off to the side slowly behind you pacing like that right. is right on on par with mountain lion activity and usually if it's an animal like that your dog would have went after it yeah so if it was another animal bobcat previously on that same yeah yeah Uh, he tore his acl doing that which you know 
I learned because he'd injured it that dogs can do that. They have an ACL. Oh, yeah. I had a friend whose dog tore its ACL from jumping. It was a chihuahua and it jumped off of something and broke it. Yeah, actually, on that slope further up, he chased it down that slope and he got injured on that slope, actually. Yeah. Uh, That steep pitch that the light was leading me towards. That's the hillside. I definitely don't think it was an animal or he would have went after it. Because the dog would have been way more aggressive and not scared. The dog would have been, you know, I mean, shit, I had that little shih tzu that used to tree bears. Like, you know, yeah. he, he, oh, he did. He treated yeah, like 10 damn bears. He's a big old pit bull husky mix, a uh, hundred pound dog. He's very strong and confident in himself. I definitely, again, his, he, in his history, he was, he chased down a bobcat. He, right. This guy's fearless. Right. Um, right. And again, I go back to like how your brain works. Okay. Cause you are a musician. You're used to picking apart different layers of sound when you listen to things, especially mm-hmm. because you record your own music, you know, and your average Joe isn't like that. Okay. Yeah. Your average person, we don't pick apart the, some of us do because, you know, we have those brains, but your average person doesn't pick apart every sound they hear. And I think in the end, that's probably what saved your life because hearing those sounds made your brain go, wait, what, what are we doing? What, what right. the fuck? Yeah. You yep. know? And again, though, your average person coming home from work is just, you know, it's scary. And again, that takes me back to why I'm not finding anything really like this. There's so many similar elements. I mean, you hear in a lot of UFO stories, you know, walking towards the light, being under compulsion, you know, but you add all of this other stuff, like being hunted, especially like, I mean, a lot of the being hunted in the woods stuff, really usually has mundane reasons you know and it's just Mm. people overreacting to the sounds that they're hearing um you wouldn't overreact yeah you wouldn't be able to not classify i had that i hearing i did have that thought where i'm like oh you're just it's dark you're letting it get to you that was like the first one and then you know well going back out and then being like no that's this this is something and then yeah Again, going back out the last time and like, no, these footsteps, these rustlings, these sounds are right on top of me, basically. Um, it, the way it progressed, it kind of, it shook that because, you know, the power of suggestion is so strong, especially when you're right. by yourself, it's dark. Every little noise is amplified. And I definitely tried to, you know, kind of dismiss what I heard in that initial until it became where I couldn't dismiss it. Um, yeah. And then that, that's the only thing that I know for sure is I felt hunted. That is the only thing I can say with confidence. I mean, being a hunter, um, being somebody that I did ROTC and all that in college, um, you know, it, it seemed tactical, it seemed planned, and it, it seemed like I, yeah, the, was being hunted. Right. It um, seemed very tactical. It seemed very well planned. Like they, mm-hmm. it was very, I think it comes off like the OG plan was to incapacitate you, make you fall down that hill. And then mm-hmm. whatever was pacing you would get you. And then I yeah. don't even want to contemplate from well, any further than that. that. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going any further than that. Well, that didn't work. Well, the compulsion was still on you clearly because while I understand, well, if there's people on my property, I should know. I get that. Why didn't you call 911? Well, 
I would Why probably do that know. by being like, well, we're country. It'd take 30 minutes anyway. So. Right. And I understand but, that part but too. No. But then you're cutting off all the lights. You're going, yeah. you're Very literally irrational. making yourself as vulnerable as you can. Yeah. And then going outside. And that isn't typical male behavior, not to do a gender thing or anything like that. But that's, and especially you, like you're a very well-prepared person, mm-hmm. you I know, try. just in yeah. general, like you plan things, like, I, you know, what else? I'm just saying it was very out of character for you as I know you, mm-hmm. for you to do something really that fool. I mean, okay, no, you do foolish things. Do not get me wrong. But, <laughs> yeah, no, that in, in hindsight, love. that definitely but, felt very foolish. And then right. like, out of character foolish and it, I, I'm, I think I'm having a bit of an epiphany because like I think the whole time I told myself that I went back out because I wanted to you wanted to answers right I don't you know I, but the way things I, I escalated like immediately there. they were waiting for you yeah what yeah yeah why wouldn't they just take off it. you were safe you were in your house uh, and then just the, the, you know, the very clear barrier of the threshold. And then, like, once I got past that, it was game on, right. you know, it just, yeah. And I, yeah, I, that, that part of it, that's where I think you were still under a bit of compulsion, mainly because had you truly been safe, they would have just taken off. They wouldn't have been outside waiting for your ass to come back out. They were still fucking with you. Right. You know? I'm going to have to label this one E for explicit Tanya. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, I really, and again, when I dreamed about it, that's the part I dreamed you running through the woods and the shadows and the crackling of the trees and the light. And that's, I mean, I felt it on such a level that I haven't had many things that I've run across in my life that make me go, what the fuck is this? I want to know what this is. I want right. to know. So like you, I will always be looking for answers for you, my friend, because I want to know what this is. Like, I feel like you, you, you got lucky. We're lucky you're here. So in the end, what do we all think it might be? Oh, fuck. I don't know, man. High strangeness. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like that umbrella because I don't have to think about it further. I don't yeah. know. Again, every time I think about it, I reach a different conclusion. And the only thing I can firmly say and, and reiterate is that I know I was being hunted. It felt right. very much like that. And mm-hmm. um, it was very, that draw to the light was so subconscious and almost like primal. and yeah, uh, it just the lure, the jig, fishing for me. You know, that's yeah. just it, how it felt. Um, no clue what it was. I really hope it's uh, the, the UFO thing. Now that that's in my brain. I'm like, great. Am I gonna get <laughs> a bedside visitor now? Oh my god! <laughs> or like, oh, was this completely random and bad place, wrong place, wrong time? Well, that's also terrifying. Right. Yeah. So, what do you think? Well, have- Cole? Yeah, what do you think, Cole? <laughs> well, like, well, like I said, there's a lot to to break. Like, there was a lot to break down with this. Um, I, like I said, I tend to lean more towards the UFO high strangeness element yeah. only because 
clearly there was something more physical. I mean, it broke, you, you heard the footsteps, you heard like the, the branches breaking, you know, as they stepped on them, that if it was like something fairy for me, you wouldn't hear that. Cause a lot of times they're associated with nature and things like that. So you right. wouldn't expect to hear, you know, something physically tromping around or something physically breaking limbs. And a lot of the stories that, you know, and first person encounters that you hear with Faye, you don't hear that, you know, they, they just kind of show up or people are like super highly aware of them. And then, you know, they, they see them. Um, The fact that we have an object that we see that's seemingly giving you either um, instructions or persuading you or basically kind of overriding your, your normal rationale a little bit. Uh-huh. that's something that we see time and time again in ufology cases in cases of high strangeness. Um, like I said, like I brought up Jennings Frederick earlier, you know, him having like even veggie man, you know, the, this idea, this, this message being transmitted. Um, and then later on the hypno- hypnotic uh, eyes, you know, as the, uh, with the transfusion or, you know, him when during his prior abduction uh, waking up halfway through, all of these are kind of very similar um, to this, this sort of regaining control, even though most people think that in those accounts that it's an entire total control, a lot of the times uh, of whatever being or entity, and that does seem to be the case for most, there is occasional cases, like even in the Dubno abductors case, um, as controversial as that one might be, there's that whole him regaining control of his faculties um and and you know halfway through it isn't yeah. complete it isn't complete mental control um the the fact that the object then rose up into the sky um again if it, it, a lot of the will the wisp slash fairy light stories they don't kind of fit that they usually either dissipate on their own or they stay, or you know, something like I've never heard of any, and that's not to say there might not be some. There's pl- a lot more people, more um, experts on that than myself, but um, that's something that to me does not seem to be indicative of that, including with everything else that's that's involved, and also the fact that um, it does just smack to me. There's something about it, even when I first heard about it, that it just. Um, especially knowing the location that like where it is and that it is close to the 37th parallel or is on 37th parallel mm-hmm. and that, you know, Cisco Grove happened literally how far that it's this, it's, it just kind of, you know, really hints at something more towards that type of encounter for me. Um, I do, do I know what it is necessarily? No, but I can, <laughs> I can at least kind of, lump it into this category of high strangeness um there might be more out there or similar cases that i just haven't found or that you know might be called away somewhere but it's uh, hard when you start actually looking to find those individual encounters because you i mean you're literally searching basically message boards and forums at that Mm -hmm. point you know just to find them and i mean and i almost 
want to use. We had that one author on who uses that text software and I almost thought, God, maybe that would be useful <laughs> where it just pulls in all the different stories, you know? Mm. That's true. Yeah. Like on a research level, I'm like, that would be super duper useful if I could just like pull in all the stuff. Cause I waste half my time going from story to story because no, that isn't what I was looking for. No, that isn't what I was looking for, but you're mm. following the keywords, you know? So I don't know. I, Tanya, what do you think it is, honey bun? Uh, <laughs> um, I tend to think because of the last part of it that it was aliens. And I yeah. hate, I hate, I do not like aliens. I, do not, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like that. I, I was hoping more nature-based, but the more that I listened to the story and the more uh you know stuff cole talked about and all that it does sound kind of like aliens cold and, and the breaking of the limbs really kind of settles it that it's not nature not fair right because they, right. they wouldn't break tree limbs period well will of the wisp wouldn't even be touching the ground and Faye, right. you're right is very anything nature-based like that supernaturally uh, nature-based yeah. is not gonna crack things when they're walking around because right. they're gonna they're know you're gonna hear them Right, you're not even going to hear him. So, I'm back. I think something was trying to pull you somewhere. Galactic bounty hunters needed a human. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I am. (laughs) Where he's not going to sleep for days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) I think some aliens were bored and wanted to play. You think they're playing around with them? It just seems so scary. I think when they couldn't get him to run off the hill of it. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, obnoxious, like, like you know how, like, say, two drunk frat guys uh, that that are bullies or whatever think it's funny to trip somebody or whatever. Um, So when they couldn't get him to run off of a cliff, they decided that they would grab him and beat him up and. He, oh he got in the house. Okay. Do that. So now he's not going <laughs> to sleep all fucking week. <laughs> uh, interdimensional mugging. <laughs> Some bored frat aliens. Oh, God. <laughs> they were at an alien keg party and they wanted to go human tipping. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> success on my reverse somersault they tipped me (laughs) (laughs) and i guess when you went in the house and didn't come out they were like yeah okay we're done we'll go some do something else right (laughs) yeah i don't know my friend but thank you for like you know reliving all of your trauma reliving your trauma (laughs) our amusement (laughs) right Well, you know, I, again, I do take some it. comfort in, in talking about it. Yeah. Uh, right. and, and like being able to kind of go over it with Cole too was an opportunity. I yeah. Miss out on at all. The dude's an encyclopedia. So. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't necessarily feel comforted by some of the <laughs> ideas put forth, but um, <laughs> yeah, it definitely has me looking at it and thinking about it in a different light, um, which yeah. I feel is a neat experience to an extent <laughs> um yeah there is i mean like it is when i when i talk about it it's a very physical like i, I feel it i get i get the goosebumps I, oh you can definitely tell very uneasy. Uh, mm-hmm. i start to blush because i'm like this sounds insane 
you, um, you seem stressed when you start talking about it. The second yeah. you start talking about it, stress all over your face. Yeah, yeah it, it, sure. it, it's unnerving. And yeah, still, and we're almost six years on from it. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it, I, it's every time I think about it, I'm right there. And yeah, terrified. I tell you, trauma sticks with you. So <laughs> it does. Unfortunately. <laughs> so I, and I know, yes. So yeah, if that was very traumatic, which I would say it was, that um that it does stick with you. And and uh, maybe well, you might always... even want to talk to somebody at some point about it if 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 you know you feel the urge to talk to a, a better help, which is not yeah. somebody who does our pod or anything. Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> it's not us. <laughs> but I can't say firsthand they're a good place to talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's the you know i i have felt like i couldn't talk about it for yeah a long time. that would be hard to talk about yeah it would i'm be. like well okay you know bring it up in therapy and then maybe one way trip to 72 hour lockup or something dude i feel that in my soul <laughs> yeah. man it took yeah. me a long time to find a therapist that you want whether you he believes to. me or not he believes that I believe it and that's enough, you know, yeah. so it's, he doesn't, you know, and that's, it, that's good enough for me because that's not what I'm there to talk about. I, I am like strong in my spirit world. I don't give a shit about his opinion, but you know, he's, he, he's a good therapist. Yeah. But I mean, you know, whatever, it is hard to find one that, um, it would be hard to find one that you would want yeah. to talk about that with, because I mean, like you said, it's, there's it, a lot of stigma to it. Right. You know. And um, most of the therapy you're probably going to get is talking to friends like this. <laughs> right. Sorry. I mean, well, I, you definitely got validation with us because I don't yeah. think there's a one of us that doubts you in the, you know. Right. Exactly. I, I 157% believe everything you say, you know, like that's, I mean, I know it happened to you. I'm sorry it happened to you. I'm glad you're here because I feel like you were truly in danger at that moment. So, and I'm really grateful that you do share your story with us and relive the goddamn trauma, which I actually feel bad about. But I am glad that, you know, I'm I'm grateful, all of it. There's like a whole big ball of stuff there, you know. Well, thank you for being my therapist. (laughs) to talk about this if i didn't have you guys i you know it's one of those things i wouldn't tell anybody it'd be one of those like specials sort of thing right right Um, right yeah yeah yeah. i don't know about therapists though because my answer to everything is buy a baby goat you feel bad get a baby goat there you go hug a baby goat you can't be sad in the presence of a baby goat or a giant kitty. Okay, mm. kitties make me mad sometimes, so I never say kitties. But a baby goat always makes me smile. <laughs> manatees. Yeah. That's oh, the girl. manatees are cool. Manatees yeah. are cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Love yeah, I manatees. Do, uh, I do go. some stuff for uh, Fat Boy Surf Club. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh, their logo is a manatee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because oh, yeah, don't they donate part of their stuff to the manatees? Exactly. Like saving them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's they've, good. Uh, they yeah, because I, I did fun. that little commercial for you. I remember now. Yeah. yeah. It's all coming back to me. <laughs> that boy 15 still valid. There we go. 
Oh, goodness gracious. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. You can find us. Tell, Tanya, tell people where they can find us because you know what? I am so, I stay in one spot, one spot only. Where's our pod at, Tanya? Where can uh, they download us? All the socials. They can also yeah. download us on most of the podcast things, most all of them. Yeah. That anybody what ones to. don't we work on? I don't know. There's ones um, that I haven't ever even heard of. So we do, you know, like, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, all of that. Yeah. Um, even Amazon Prime thing, we're on there. You can listen to us. You can tell, uh, I don't want to say her name because she'll think I'm wanting to buy something, but that A name lady that is sitting over there in the corner, she, yeah. you can tell her to play us and she will. Um, and uh, so all of that, we have merch. We don't sell any of it, but except for ourselves. But we Fire have merch, <laughs> people. Come on, man. You, could, you too could own a spooky skeptics t-shirt. Oh, and didn't Todd Todd Purse did our spooky skeptics art? I think so, yeah. He did. Yeah. Because we we uh brought it out for our first episode was Jeff and the Bell Witch. As I said, that yeah. was the first time we used it. And uh, so you could wear we, Todd purse on your boobs, guys. Right. Who could pass that up? I can't. Pass but we that might up. be going somewhere else because I'm not happy with my one shirt I got from them. So no, I we may be going to somebody them. else. Yeah, I know, it got washed. I haven't and ordered my own merch, and I'm telling people to buy it. Buy our merch. Have you bought it? No. <laughs> and I owe Corey a shirt. I still have Corey's shirt, and I never sent it to you. I oh, still you have got a any pods coming up? I know you've been working with Vukums and stuff. Um, just basically this one and with the um, Vuk and I are planning an episode, but we're not there yet. It probably probably won't even start recording till May. I think. Have he y'all said. been on one before with him? Have you been on an episode with him before? Oh, I've been on. Vuk? Yeah, I've been on. Well, we we recorded an episode. Of spooky skeptics with Vuk. We did the mm-hmm. Diet Love Pass. He on did this Diet one. Love with us. I wasn't um, there. I had a head. I, I was oh, sick. Yep, um, yep. But then I've been on I've been on Tracing Owls four or five times now, yeah. I want to say. Um I pick and choose the his episodes that I listen to, and I haven't listened to any of them with you on there. So I'm gonna have to. He's got yeah. one scheduled for re- release right before Squanka Palooza. Yeah, we yeah. Uh, uh yep. Yeah, um Cole and I will be at Squawk with you. On yes, we, yes, yeah. Because he's going to be sitting at my table. Yeah, yep. we were talking about the serendipity <laughs> of the timing on his scheduling because it goes Cole's episode, then my episode with him, and it's all right before Squonkapalooza, and you two mm. are running the booth there, so mm-hmm. it, it worked out. And like, then we're oh, going to go look for really uh, well. Ghost Cow. Right? Yeah. Well, if if I can, if we can find where the slaughterhouse was, because I've been trying to find some more plans on where the uh like the old timey locations and things like that but the oh headless my God. i hope yeah, you guys th- find ghost cow yeah there's a that head- would be awesome um, <laughs> and i'm gonna have to tell her that i'm sorry because everybody you know the reason right. she got killed mm-hmm. i feel like if ghost i don't cow eat meat so maybe she'll come talk to, to anyone it would be it would Tanya. be yeah yeah she knows I don't you love cows. her That's yeah right. <laughs> Yeah, Vuk and I did an episode on that and some other ghost animals, which is what even kind of the whole mesh together too, is uh, the place where they're having Squonkapalooza, there is this legend of a headless ghost cow that also has a severed floating head um, above her, her, and that basically it like spits fire and bellows from its body cavity and 
uh, runs out of the uh, runs out of the old slaughterhouse at night. Um, the, it, I See, have the old. It'll be like a you unicorn guys better and a take virgin. this stuff. Oh my god! <laughs> Ty, you'll be up there with a little bag of cow <laughs> treats. Come on, baby. <laughs> be like a unicorn and a virgin i'm telling you oh my god <laughs> me and the ghost down oh. <laughs> but but definitely if i could find where about the slaughterhouse would have been uh we can totally go and search for it uh for okay. sure um, I'm, I'm, I'm in awe like right i now. like i said squonkapalooza is only like squonkapalooza is only like two hours from me anyways uh, yeah. that's, I was planning. I was planning like on going down for me, but wow. <laughs> but um, I was planning on going down anyways because of how close it was. And then you literally invited me to come sit at the table. So I'm like, well, yeah, she was talking perfectly. about doing it alone, and I'm like, bro, Cole lives right by there. Text him. Yeah, she's <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm gonna ask. Cole. And then he'll come. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> and also, listeners, if you have a story that you are scared to talk about or think that like people are gonna laugh at you or whatever you can write us at spooks creep pod gmail um you can message us on and yeah did i get it right yeah you did okay message us on (laughs) any of the socials i mean we are as much as i laugh about it we are on all of the socials and you can message us your story there um we're always yeah, Twitter. Oh God, Twitter. I don't There's go on Twitter. Currently Twitter's blowing up today about something, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> Twitter's a hellscape. I didn't. The only reason I knew about any of that was because of everybody talking about it. But I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't go on there. Um, if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, we can talk about it after we turn off the recording, or I can edit it out. But I, I mean, <laughs> I, I I know, but I'm in yeah. a I'm in a group with a bunch of people that we've that's been all talking uh, yeah. about it. So well, we're the <laughs> Okay, wait, let's finish this part though. So, anyways, okay. <laughs> email us at spookscreeppod at gmail. Message us on the socials. We are mm-hmm. so interested in your story and we will do our best. I mean, I, I don't know how great that is. You just heard this episode, but we'll try to help find similar encounters or cases that are like yours and tanya will show you kitties when you're sad and i will tell you to buy a baby goat you can't go wrong (laughs) have a great night listeners stay weird bye say bye y'all don't go anywhere just say bye say goodbye gentlemen Cole froze. I think Cole froze. Cole did froze. Freeze. Cole is frozen. No. He's frozen again. All right. I thought he was just being shy. No, he's froze. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can find us on all the socials Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Subscribe and review our pod wherever you listen. We have merch on Redbubble and Big Cartel. See you later, creeps. Thank you.